and welcome to a new episode of the Startup Diaries. In today's episode, we have Eliane Lugacy, the founder and CEO of French business Whitco. It's actually the first international organization we've had on Startup Diaries, so day to celebrate. Uh, Whitco are an all-in-one app for service and collaborative spaces such as offices, co-working, co-living, residencies and student housing to improve communication, community and provide a one-stop shop for all of the building services and amenities. In this episode, Eliane talks us through a decision to leap from into entrepreneurship and has an honest conversation about the challenges that she's faced as an entrepreneur, particularly as a female, and how she has overcome them. We also dive into what Whitco is and how the pandemic and hybrid work transformed their offering, as well as her experience launching in multiple countries across Europe. It's a really good episode. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to uh, the podcast, Eliane. Hi, Chris. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for joining us. Um, do you want to start off by just telling us a bit about yourself and the story behind Whitco? Yeah. So as you mentioned, I am the CEO and founder of Whitco. Um, what about myself? So I um, I studied law and then I studied um, entrepreneurship and corporate finance. And uh, so after graduated as a lawyer, I joined an investment bank called Wolstein in MA. I spent three years there and then I got promoted to associate and decided to leave. Um, I left to join Whitco. And the story behind Whitco is, is about um, creating a product that I wanted to have for myself, uh, a product that allowed me to be more productive at work because all the small annoyance, annoyances that I, I had at the office uh, could be handled through one app meaning like if I forgot my badge, then I would enter building with my app. Uh, if I have any incident to report, it's like very easy for me to, to do so and to be like um, aware of, okay, when it is gonna fixed, when it will be fixed, et cetera. So, um, so yes, this, we created this in 2016 and then um, we, we took it from there and, um, and managed to, to expand and develop. Excellent. Well, you're actually the first international business, I guess, that we've had on the podcast. The first company that's headquartered uh, <laughs> okay. in, in another in another country as well. So um, it's great to, to have your viewpoint on as well. So I, I guess with regards to what you've mentioned there with your career, you, you've spoken about being at, you know in a very large businesses, stable job, stable career path, uh, yeah. and then you've decided to kind of walk away from that for you know a jump into entrepreneurship. What what made you make that decision? Um, so that's correct. I never meant to have like unconventional careers uh, because uh, I wanted to be a lawyer and then this banker. So it's more like um, traditional careers. Um, you know, I, I didn't have 30 years. Um, it, I was not 30 years old uh, at the time. And I thought, you know what, it's like time for me to try new things and to push myself um, to new challenges. Um, and I was young enough to try those things because I didn't have like any family to support. And I thought, okay, let's try. And also because I wanted to um, discover something new. So this is what made me think, okay, let's try and, and we'll see uh, along the way um, how it goes. Um, and also because as I mentioned, I thought, okay, why don't, we, don't I have this kind of product I mentioned before? And I was like, okay, everything is um, popping up. Like uh, you have like kind of all the food in a few minutes, but every time it's isolated to uh, my comfort in the building is like nowhere near what it should be. Mm -hmm. So first I wanted to try new things. And the second aspect of it was more, um, there is need for something like that. So I wanted to be the one building it. 
Perfect. I mean, did, do you think that kind of neat want to to build a product and to build you know your own business? Did that come later in life, or did you always have that? Maybe sort of going through your education early in your career, or is it just a bit later on? Yeah, it was later on because seriously, um, I didn't have anyone around me mm-hmm. with this kind of path. Um, I didn't have any developers in my network. I didn't know even I didn't know what tech developer was before. No. So to be quite honest, no. Um, and maybe I was a bit naive when I started and I thought, okay, it's not that complicated. I need something and I will build it. So it's just a matter of willingness and motivation and, and sticking to the plan. So no, to, to be honest, seriously, uh, and especially in 2016, it was not that trendy, uh, not at all to, to leave investment banking to create uh, a firm or a startup. Um, so uh, no, it was not something that I dreamt of like for so many years. Um, but uh, I felt it was the right time to test new things. Great. Yeah, I'm starting to, some of the people that we interview on the podcast, uh, not saying they're reluctant uh, founders, but some, some people say, I've always wanted to be, and I'm starting to unearth a lot more people who are like, no, I've just seen a problem, and I think it's a great thing for me to be involved with and to, to drive. So that's, that's good to hear. Uh, with the, the product, I guess, itself being based around the office, obviously we've, you know, we've all gone through the COVID experience and now, you know, the, essentially the normalization of hybrid working. How has that changed the product? How has that changed the way in which we interact with it? Yeah, so we, we used to uh, develop our solution with Go uh, within co-working spaces um, and uh, within also corporate offices that were away ahead of times mm-hmm. saying, okay, we need to provide flexibility because it brings some value and especially to the employees. Um, so it, it's, it is something that was uh, not that new for us because again, we, we are in the markets um, for like a few, we have been in the market for like a few years. So, um, so it was not that new for, for us as a product, but definitely for our clients, uh, it became our prospect. It became something that they needed to have because they needed to offer this flexibility. Mm-hmm. So the point is not for our prospects, clients, for the markets more generally. It's not about uh, we will leave the office for good. I think we are past that now. It's more about, um, yes, we need to offer more flexibility uh, to our employees. Uh, not just a few companies need to do so, like uh, more globally. Um, but at the same time, flexibility is good, but it stretches, it stretches teams because... Um, if you never see your team or your employees, then uh, they don't um, feel as committed to the company as they could be. So the idea is more, how do I make this product um, uh, interesting for both um, uh, companies so that they offer this flexibility and at the same time, something that they need, meaning like corporate culture around a team and a space. Mm-hmm. So it's more about, okay, um, you, you, it's, it's fine if you don't come in every day, so I need to know, um, uh, are you coming in today or are you not? And then even for your colleagues so that they know, oh, this t- tomorrow there will be this designer. I need to work with him. So I will also know and maybe we can have lunch together, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it's more about um, uh, generalizing more flex office thing, the hot desking solutions and everything around it to be sure um, that flexibility is um, implemented and um and be offered to like as many people as possible. Great, great. That's um, one of the things I think the more exciting parts of where you're up to at the moment is you're starting to launch in multiple other countries. Uh, I think you've launched in the UK now, obviously France, where you're based, Spain and Germany. How did you approach 
an international launch? Yeah, <laughs> so we decided to launch three countries pretty much at the same time. So okay. <laughs> to be honest, this was like quite ambitious, but we felt it was the right time, uh, especially also for our clients because they're not based only in, in like one country to be able to support them along um, the, all the offices they can have worldwide. So first it was like, okay, we felt uh, for our clients, it was um, kind of a requirement to, to, to grow. And, um, and, uh, and for sure it was, um, and it is a bit of a challenge because um, the corporate culture and, and, and is different depending on, on, on the country we, we address. So uh, the idea and the key was to remain um, customer centric and just hear our customers to understand like uh, in the UK, it's a bit different from um, Germany, from Spain, but at the same time for our clients, it's more about providing the same solution. So wherever you are, you pretty much have the same access to the services offered and, and to the hot desking solution. So it's really about listening to our clients and making sure uh, we are not just applying the exact same solution everywhere because it's not exactly the case. Even if it's yeah. Europe, it, mm -hmm. it is based on different countries, as you know, and with different cultures. Okay. Out of interest, who, which, which country is the most difficult to launch in? And ultimately, <laughs> why, why is it the UK? Because I just know it will be, <laughs> it will be the UK, won't it? <laughs> no, it's not the UK. It's different. I, I, would say, um, I would say Germany was a challenge. Right, okay. Um, because it's, uh, I think, a bit different, like from the French culture, maybe a bit more. You know, Spain it's more, it's closer to to, to ours um, uh, as French. Um, so it's more about. I think Germany there is like a big need, but it was hard to hire people, and also it's like a more long term play because um, you need to build trust, you need to build your network. Uh, they are maybe less willing to try at first new solutions. Yeah. And I think for that, the UK is a bit more willing to try <laughs> and yeah. I'm used to the software industry, you know, so um, I would say um, in the UK, you have more competition, mm -hmm. but at the same time, they are more willing to try new things. I mean, at least more quickly. Yeah. Interesting. One of the things you've obviously referenced there was with the German piece was obviously the international hiring. So obviously as a recruiter, I'm always keen to ask about the challenges that you face when it comes to the joys of you know, <laughs> going more international, hiring international, obviously wanting to make the right decision? Yeah. Um, so um, we have doubled uh, our headcounts in just six months. Wow. Okay. So, um, and again, three countries on top of the, the HQ. Uh, so it's not just hiring people that just look the same. <laughs> not that much. Um, and especially not that much. We don't want that. Um, so... I would say the challenge was to find the right people for us that are aligned with our values um, and want to, you know, um, bring uh, a commit, like to be committed to excellence um, uh, at the same time, have this team, team spirit and entrepreneurial attitude, especially, you know, when you, when you start a country, you need to have this entrepreneurial spirit because the HQ won't be around like every, every time. Um, so it was about finding the right people for our culture, for, for the company we're trying to build. And at the same time, we had ambition and we had to move faster and fast. Um, but, you know, again, it's just a trade-off of, um, of what you want to do and what is more important for your company. So for us, uh, having the right talent, even if it took some time, was more, more important. 
So, um, so we didn't compromise with our values. That's the main point. And we had discussions around it, like, okay, we need to launch. We need to find the right persons and people to to bring along. But at the same time, if we didn't feel like it, we, we were not moving forward. So, for instance, in the UK, we spent quite some time uh, finding the right person. So I'm very happy that Albert joined us. But it took some some time for us to to find the, the, the right talents. So. Um, so be patient, I think would be the best advice. Yeah. Uh, and we had to be very patient. How interested did you do that via, you know, video conferencing? Did you get the, oh, go back and forth to meet in person? Did you come over to France? So how did it kind of work in that instance? Um, it was only through videos. Excellent. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, especially because at the beginning, um, it was not that easy to travel, you know, especially again uh, to the UK. It was a challenge, like with all the tests we, we had to do, it's like um, deterring us from coming. It was the goal of the government. Um, but uh, yes, through videos and then for sure, when when the, the, the offer was made, um, uh, the idea was to come to the HQ and, and meet the team. Great. Excellent. Good. Um, I guess one of the interesting things that, uh, I'd love to find out from, from yourself is what sort of challenges you faced as an entrepreneur uh, yourself and, and how you've overcome them. If there's one particular challenge that stands out or if there's multiple ones that you've you've had throughout your, your time. Uh, I think if you're an entrepreneur, you have like many challenges like every day. But if I have maybe to sum them up for me um, was that at the beginning, I didn't have any co-founder. Um, so um, especially at the very beginning of, of, of a company, it's, um, it can be hard because you can't confront your ideas and, and you're kind of alone. Um, so this one was a challenge, uh, again, especially at the, at the beginning. Uh, now it's a bit different because I've built my team and, um, and the management team is around and helping. But again, at the beginning, it's harder. And, um, and maybe the other challenges, I, the other challenge I had is... Um, is that I, I felt that I wasted some time because I was not, you know, familiar with what entrepreneurship means. You know, we, we talk about uh, we talked about the fact that I didn't plan on being an entrepreneur like for so so long that uh, I, I could have been prepared. That was not the case. I just felt okay. I have this idea. I I want uh, to make it uh, alive and uh, to, to make it um, a, product, a living product and. Um, but yes, I, I felt I, I wasted time at the beginning to to find the the right the right way of doing it, and and being alone didn't help because you know when you have someone yeah. with you, uh, maybe more experienced in entrepreneurship, uh, even if you don't learn entrepreneurship at school, because I, I did some some classes, but um, yeah, uh, real life is uh, nothing comparable to uh, to any anything else. Yeah, well, thanks for sharing that because I think one of the the, the myths that we're trying to kind of um, prove are, are, are basically a load of rubbish i think a lot of the time as you see on linkedin you see people who are just like i'm up at 5 a.m and i sell, you know i'm just making sales and life's great being an entrepreneur and it's not that easy and like you said there is a loneliness to it there's a loneliness at the top that you have to yeah. you have to work through so i really appreciate you sharing that um i think one of the other things we're also trying to do on the podcast is we're, we're trying to kind of normalize um and celebrate female entrepreneurship as well i'll be honest we, in the earlier seasons we've we've had quite a lot of female entrepreneurs on sharing their experiences we haven't been as successful probably in this season so it's great to have you <laughs> on the show you uh, have. <laughs> um I, i'd really like to sort of get your viewpoint on if you, you think being a female entrepreneur has its own challenges on on top as well um 
yes, I think saying the opposite would be um, would be difficult <laughs> because this is not what I felt. So yes, I felt it was a bit harder because um, um, we like models. We like um, we miss um, people um, the same way as we are. And and you know models. You know you see other female entrepreneurs and say, okay, it's possible. Um, that the, there is a path and. And yes, it's uh, especially the tech industry is um, is a lot about male funders, and it can be a bit frustrating because um, we like male, female, we don't see the things the same way, and and sometimes you just feel like a minority. So that's for sure. Um, it doesn't help to be a female entrepreneur, but at the same time, um, as we are not that many, we also get opportunities. So I prefer to see, you know, the glass half full. <laughs> And say uh, yes, it could be harder at, at times, um, and 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 being a minority has its challenges, but also um, opportunities. And I, I would prefer maybe to to focus on them, um, and maybe at some point as well, we would have like more and more female entrepreneurs uh, leading the way for uh, younger female entrepreneurs, and saying, oh, okay, it's even possible. And and you know that um, there are there are studies there are studies about self doubt insecurities. Uh, from female funders and that's true uh, and again it's um, it's even more true than we, when you don't have any models it's harder to believe in, in what you can do um, to, to be honest I didn't think it that way that much I just felt again I have a goal and I will get there yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm quite stubborn as you can imagine but along the way even if you are very stubborn you can have doubts and I think it is healthy to have doubts uh, but maybe female entrepreneurs have even more doubts about themselves. Can I do it, etc. So, yes, having more and more models along the way. And I think this is what we're trying to build. That's why I'm here today is yeah. just to show, OK, this is possible. It, it might be a bit harder. That's, that's true. Um, but uh, we can do it as well. Great. Well, look, thanks for choosing to get involved with our podcast to help that. And hopefully you can help inspire <laughs> and be part of inspiring that next generation um, of, of female entrepreneurs. The, the final question I want to throw you away, and it's one that we ask everyone uh, on the show, really. It's, it's a real final one piece of advice uh, that you'd give to someone who, who's looking at jumping into starting their own business. Is, uh, is there anything that stands out at the top of your mind? Um, it won't be anything original, um, but um, but I think this is um, something that may hit proof. So I would say uh, be resilient and uh, obsessed with what you do, because with hard work, um, anything can be achieved. And I truly believe that. Again, I just started like so far from what we do today. Um, not to take developer, I didn't have any knowledge about what a creating company in a tech world meant and still. We are still around today and kind of successful, let's say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, uh, again, resilience uh, and be obsessed with what you do. It's about focus at some point, just trying to be on what you do. And like, you know, um, 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 like um, when you do oh, that sportives now, like um, Olymp Olympic um, mm -hmm. players, yeah. you know, they just uh, they are not around for anything just because they focus on it like for so many years. Yeah. Um, that at some point they begin, they, they become like uh, better than other people. So, um, so let's say, uh, I would say, yeah, resilience and be obsessed. Perfect. Perfect. Well, look, I think we'll, it's like perfect time to, to sort of end the, end the show there. Um, but Elian, really appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for that. Hopefully Thank you enjoyed you. it. Bye -bye. 
Um, and yeah, look, uh, for anyone who's listening who wants to reach out, uh, Elian's on, on LinkedIn. If you want to look up for the Witco products, please uh, feel free to, to connect and, and have, a, have a little Google. We are, they are now launched in the UK and on other countries uh, for those listening. Um, but yeah, pleasure having you on the show and um, yeah, one to watch out for. Thank you very much. Thanks.